Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Giselle Coy Podcast. My guest today is Regina Meredith who I consider to be an icon in conscious media. She's a pioneer in this field. She co-founded the Conscious Media Network, which was one of the first of its kind. And she's a prolific interviewer on Gaia TV. If you've never seen her interviews or her show called Open Minds, I want to invite you to go check it out. She has hundreds of interviews with the world's greatest thinkers, awakeners, researchers, whistleblowers, The list goes on as far as who is doing what in the field of awakening mankind. So it's a great pleasure to have her here today, as it is also to have her as a keynote at the Conscious Media Festival in Austin, Texas, March 3 through 5, 2017. Our title today is, What is the Most Important Conversation to be Having Today? That's a big topic. It's not really a light and breezy thing, but it's one that we both feel like we want to have a conversation about. When I called Regina to be on the podcast, I said, how would you like to do a show called The Most Important Conversation to Be Having Today? And without hesitation, she said, I'm in. When do you want to do it? So we'll be doing this live from Sedona today, and it's going to be a conversation. We have zero rehearsal. We're just going to dive right in, which is exciting. It's exciting when you're doing the show, and it's exciting when you're listening because there's no rehearsal, there's no agenda, there's no outline. We're just going to dive right in. So before we bring her on, let me give you a little bit of an intro and let's talk about our sponsor. This morning, when I was going, checking all my social media, like we all do, I went to Facebook and you know how they had the three years ago, you were doing this. And I love those little things because you get to reflect for a minute, like where you were two years ago, four years ago, six years ago. And there was one this morning that was six years ago. And it was something I posted and I'm there's this photograph of me. I'm laying on this couch, and it says Giselle Coy the Muse. And it was when I kind of, quote, came out as far as someone who wanted to share consciousness in a new way and step into sharing what I consider to be my spiritual gifts with the world. And it was a big move, and many of us know that feeling, either on the verge of it or having been there at some point in our life, where we're like, okay, my soul is calling me to do this. I'm going to go for it. And that is kind of the essence of the conscious broadcaster. They have this calling. It's like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to share this with the world. And in the beginning, it's really scary. I was looking at this person, and what I saw really kind of took me back. Because what I saw was this person who was all willpower and creative content. There was so much behind her, this person in this photo from six years ago, wanting to get the message out and doing it in a way that she thought was individual, but there was not a lot of marketing muscle behind it. And so for a moment, I thought, I kind of felt sad for her, like, wow, she was trying so hard. She just didn't really know what to do and had zero sophistication, even though I'd been in the marketing business, on how to get her message out. And I'm not, I know I'm not alone in feeling this way about all of us getting our message out. So then I took another thought and I said, why am I feeling sorry for her? She's doing fine. And 
I went down the rabbit hole, or the wormhole, I should say, of looking at the past. And so I learned in that moment that when we look at the past and we have a thought about it, like I was thinking, wow, I kind of feel sad for her. I changed my thought into, wow, what a wonderful beginning she had. And I've noticed that when we go back and we change our thoughts about the past, we change our thoughts about the future. So this whole little exercise brought me to the point of, this is a wonderful thing. This person had her eager beginnings and she was so earnest in what she was doing and it was a beautiful bright beginning and it's led me to this moment where I am today and it's also led me to the whole revelation that I had when I went, decided to do this conscious media festival and so I'm going to jump to that story which ties in with Regina as well and that is sitting in my driveway in Sedona in July 27th when I got the lightning bolt idea that the world was ready for a conscious media festival. And it wasn't like, hey, I think I want to develop this thing and it's going to go like this. And I'm going to work on it. I'm going to see, I'm going to test it and see who wants to get involved. No, it was like, you're going to do this. This was the guidance I was receiving. This is the name of it, Conscious Media Festival. It's going to be the week before South by Southwest in Austin. You're going to invite several people before you even put your car in park do a podcast, get your recorder out, and talk about this energy while you're in this energy of creation. And when this total blood lightning inspiration is here, let's start creating. And so one of the first things I did in this first five minutes, it was like, okay, reach out to the speakers. And so I went to Regina's website and saw contact info, you know, like everyone has. I said, Regina, I'm going to work on this festival. You don't know me, but would you like to be involved? And I heard back from her within 24 hours. She goes, yes, I'm interested. And what I didn't know at the time was she had come to a similar inspiration where she was ready to spread her wings and be more out there in a bigger way on other platforms and just go for it as well. So there's like a simultaneous going for thing. So this is a an idea whose time has come. It's time for everyone that's in this field, that's out there doing this like I was six years ago and still to this day. And the pieces, the, the support that we're looking for, the intel that we need, everything that's been missing. So if you feel like your calling is to be here and help awaken the sheeple and help awaken humanity, this festival is for you because it's time for all of us to come together and share notes and help each other and support each other as we go forward in this relatively new field of repurposing and evolving the power of media. I saw the other day that 37% of the United States doesn't even believe the media is real. And so that's a huge indication. We are all ready for alternative media and there's a lot of it popping up. There can't be too much of it. There's all kinds of groups. I saw today there was a conscious media coalition that is all about promoting festivals like this. So this is a huge ground swelling. Welcome aboard. Come to the event. Meet your tribe. You might want to get your tickets early because they are going fast. And you can go to ConsciousMediaFestival.com. We are planning on this being a hyper-accelerating event. So come and rise up together with your tribe. We're very excited about that. So let's go a little bigger picture now. And let's just talk about the themes that I am noticing in the world of consciousness. And these are some ideas I would like to express that have been brewing around in me that I'm seeing showing up. And this is this 
theme of unsealing and revealing. So it could be another word for disclosure, but it's what has been sealed and what is being revealed. So let's take a look. What has been sealed? So if you look at all of the secrecy, we could say lips have been sealed. Seals of secret information, documents, emails, all these kinds of things that have just been hidden away, all kinds of information and knowledge that seems to be coming out now. There's etheric seals that have been um, held on certain objects around artifacts, sacred objects, covenants, all kinds of limitations and blocks that have been put on objects as well as humanity to slow down the advancement of our species. There's been a unified effort to dampen and seal the pineal gland, which is, of course, as we know, the opening to the third eye and, and interior sight and awakened vision that is now being awakened. Many of us have been clearing our pineal glands. Uh, a lot of the new children coming in have really clear pineal glands, but there's been a lot of tampering with that. <clears throat> there's been a sealing of knowledge. There's been stuff that has been kept from the public, and, and that has no bounds. We are only at the beginning of all the seals of knowledge that have been contained and that are now being lifted. There's been seals on the DNA. All of these attempts to control DNA from everyone manifesting into their full 12th, 13th, and 14th strands of DNA, which is our, of course, spiritual sovereign birthright. There have been seals on sacred sites, archaeology, lots of missing pieces about our past that are now coming to light, the purposes of many of the sacred sites, such as Teotihuacan, all the pyramid powers that we are just now beginning to remember. There's been seals on superpowers of individuals, all of us that contain all of these superpowers that are now coming alive. Seals on accessing our higher self. Seals on the evidence of extraterrestrials. So this list goes on, and the more we go down this road, the more we realize what is being held back and how humanity is being called to now open the eyes. So there's a simultaneous moment of awakening, eye-opening, disclosure, whistleblowing, all happening, which makes it a very exciting time. It's like, here we go, folks. It's all happening. So in this process, what is being revealed? What is happening through the lifting of the veil? And this is a lot of the stuff we probably don't really want to see, but it's important to see there is a step that mankind must make, and that is to, to realize, it's the realization of the tampering of the genetics, of what has happened, how we are actually hybrid beings, everything that has brought us to the moment today. And within that realization of this giant disclosure, there is a freedom, and there's a sovereignty to be gained, but it's also a process. It's really not easy finding all this out. It's not easy. It's a tough, daunting task. There's a lot of transmutation involved. There's a lot of all kinds of things that come along with this that's going to make it a difficult process for some and maybe for many. There's a secret space program. There's Big Pharma. There's Monsanto. There's the heinous levels of political control. There's weather control. The list goes on. And it's a daunting task. So this leads to the conversation that Regina and I are going to have today. So in light of all this, humanity, 2016, what is the most important conversation we can be having today? 
So I'd like to bring Regina in, and here we go. Welcome, Regina. Thank you for having me with you, Giselle. We're going to be talking out here about things that nobody wants to talk about, so I love that. <laughs> That's your specialty. Like, oh, yeah. Who was it Joe Rogan said, you know, I love chaos. Bring it on. Bring on Trump. Bring right. on everything. Right. Well, we did. We brought it on. And now the implications are very daunting, staring us in the face. And I think people in the spiritual communities at large are really trying to find what their place is and how to contend with it. And we, we can explore some of these themes in this conversation because these are very demanding times and they demand a lot of us by way of pulling the best out of ourselves and stepping forward. And there are a lot of different ways to do that. I totally agree. And I, I'm going to come at this whole conversation from the angle of, I think the most important conversation is anything to do with ascension. Because that's why I'm here. And I'm sure that's why you are here. And so everything can be tied. So this is the light note amongst all this darkness we're bringing up. So we're going to, we're talking about this in light of the fact that this is all moving us forward to this great event of ascension and that these things have to happen along the way. And I know Regina is not afraid to talk about a lot of these things because your interviews, almost all of them, not all of them, but many of them involve disclosure and involve revealing truths that people may or may not be ready to hear. I know that you yourself have introduced me to concepts that I was not aware of. And I was like, oh my God, I just read. You were binge watching. <laughs> I was binge watching. <laughs> and also your blog. Your blog is really good. I'm going to post that as much as I can because everyone should subscribe to Regina's blog. She has a very timely approach to things that are happening before the news breaks, so to speak. So it's kind of like an insider's blog. And your, your one this morning on Standing Rock was great. Mm -hmm. And then last week um, about children, we'll get into that later. Yeah. So anyway, would you agree with me, Regina, that everything is moving towards this great thing, but first we have to get through all this stuff? Yes, that's... That's what I was very thinly veiled, what I was referring to when I made my first comments today. There are windows in time where we can go about things the easy, easy way with very little resistance, and then there are windows in time where we have to do it the hard way. We have to roll up our sleeves. We're in one of those times. And I consider it a blessing. It is not because there's nothing nebulous about what's going on now. We've had the luxury of saying, oh, you know, it could get better. You know, I think I'll just talk with spirit and let it work things out for me. No, that's, a, that's not the time we're in anymore. <laughs> that we is, stepped over that edge. We're standing on a ledge right now, which oh is my wonderful. God. It is. You're so right. It's the ledge. It's the precipice. And time to get off the fence about a lot of things. It's like we have to step forward now. And everyone's talking, yes, we need action. But what does that really mean? What does that mean in your world? Well, first of all, we talked about disclosure in, in other conversations you and I have, and just privately and otherwise, um, and the notion that the secrets of what the government has been withholding are starting to come out little by little. No one knows exactly what's real and what's not. It's a very illusory world. But what was staring us in the face recently, which is just fascinating, is the revelation and the uncovering of the dark side of our own nature. The sexism, the racism, the kind of subtle fear. You know, judgment and hatred just have to do with a fear of the unknown generally or a fear of something being taken away. And in this election that just occurred, we got to take a really good glimpse of our own deeper side, deeper aspect that we don't always want to acknowledge as, as a civilization, but also 
as citizens of the United States, who would have thought that degree of those feelings of racism in particular were still alive and well in such a huge percentage of the population? 54% of the women, educated women, did not choose to vote for Hillary. What's up with that, right? Now, we know that there are problems there too. Neither candidate was viable. But the wonderful thing is these revelations of our own character have taken us to this wonderful jumping off spot where now we can choose who we are, how we would choose to contribute to healing the situation. And once we start contending with this and root this out of ourselves and out of our society, then I think we're, we have a nice platform for ascending into a higher frequency range. But we got to root out the dirt first. I think that's an interesting notion to take the entire giant planetary disclosure and take it to a personal level. Mm -hmm. That is revelatory. For example, if I look at the election along those lines, there were parts of me, I'm going to admit it, that were uh, ambivalent about some things. There was part of me that liked the revolutionary spirit of Trump. I hated some of his platforms, of course. But there were some things that I had to really examine, and I think other people as well. Of course, it was weird because we had to decide between these two right. unfortunate choices, shall I say, although it's not over yet. We have to no, always it's say that. Not it's yet. not over yet. <laughs> but anyway, taking the whole topic of disclosure, everything from some of the worst things being disclosed to some of the lighter ones as a personal crusade to clean up what's inside. That's a really beautiful thought, Regina. Well, we got to see it in ourselves and each other on one level or another. And, you know, for me, it was... I thought these were abominable choices. I was a, Ver a Bernie supporter. Now, Bernie, had he actually been elected, you could say that that would be something that, that would have been an offering to take the more subtle and gentle path to reformation, right? We didn't choose that. We chose the hardest path possible, a very unstable personality. And part of me wanted to see that happen. Even at once Bernie Which was, part of you? Well, once Bernie was off the table, the revolutionary. He, once right? Bernie was off the table, he wasn't an option any longer. Then, you know, for me, that, that was my vote all the way through, including right in Bernie, right? So that's not an option. We're not going to take the easy path, right? So now that we're presented with this, is let's just burn the house down. You know, <laughs> I, have, I do have a side of my character that is... Bring it on. I'm not patient. I want to get on with change and whatever that means... We can do it. And so we have chosen a path to change that will be more rapid as a result of this, this collective decision that was made. I was thinking a while ago on the way over here about how it feels like we're driving now with one foot on the accelerator all the way and the other foot on the brake. Yeah. For example, the accelerator part is whatever galactic, whatever level you want to say the decision came that it's time for disclosure, whatever agreement was made for that to happen on planet Earth, and the other part is the breaks of how much humanity can handle. And so we're, we're, we're getting the info, but are we getting it too fast? Are we getting it fast enough? Are we getting it just enough to metabolize and digest all this? The people that, are, that have their foot on the accelerator and are the way showers who are willing to look at all this and bring it to the forefront, I really admire, respect, and applaud because that's what this is going to take. Besides the action, it's having those conversations and also being aware of how humanity can only handle a certain amount, but putting it out there, such as you're doing, such as I'm doing, all the conscious content creators, and I think it's really important. 
I agree. And, and we're at a time where it, it's not going to work to just sit in circles and meditate our way through this situation. We have made a decision collectively that is forcing us into um, a reality of having to take action again. The period we're in right now, cosmically speaking, in terms of astrological influence, is a, almost a replica of the 1960s, but on steroids. Agreed. So, and we know what happened, and we know what can happen such a standing rock. We know what can happen there. We're encouraging people to, this is a perfect, you know, kind of feature story for people in this time to stand up behind once and for all, say, no, we're not going to take this, this treatment of our land, of, of people, of disadvantaged people, of ourselves. We're not going to take it from you guys anymore. And so this is really appropriate that it's happening at exactly this time, just before Trump has even sworn into office, to send a signal to him. We're not going to take it. There is going to be trouble if you sell out, which he's expected to do. I totally agree. And look at how the heat is building on this hyper-accelerating event known as Standing Rock. And I think that we're going to keep creating these hyper-accelerated events, either something that's forcing an issue or on the other side, people that are coming together in a meaningful way to become activists, to meditate, to find their tribe of other content creators like the Conscious Media Festival. So everything is kind of like coming to these little heads in these events. Indeed. And it's not going to be it's not going to be a soft landing if we don't show up. We have to actually start showing up. And as we talked about before, um, some of these some of these people may choose some people may choose to go and stand in during the cold weather. Well, some of the native peoples are getting tired, and some of them are being asked to go home. We may choose to stand in. We may choose to send money. This is just one event, but make no mistake, this is a pivotal event, sending a very huge signal globally to what the people of this country are willing to start standing for now. And you're right, we're going to keep creating more and more of them until we start actually shifting the response of the forces that are in control of the institutions and such that our lives are subject to. Is there going to be a tipping point, I wonder? I think we're at the tipping point. This, this is, is the tipping it. point. Huge. This the is standing very big. Rock. This, this is, is very, very, very big. This is not a political issue. This is a political, this is an issue of human sovereignty, sovereignty and of respect for the land itself over the greed and desire for profit of the few. This is a really big deal. We could go on about how big it is. So I, I, I want to move on a little bit here. Uh, and by the way, I want, and want to invite everyone to check out Regina's blog. What is that blog address? It's, it's um, RegineMeredith.com. It's at reginameredith.com. They can go there, and it shows up on my Facebook page, too, which is, I ha apparently I have two or three of them. I never go to any of them but one, the one I post on, and that's, I think if you do Regina Meredith Gaia, um, or Gaiam, that's where, that, that page will show up. Okay, and also I just want to say, uh, compliment you on your, it's like a secret, a news-breaking blog. I really like it. You have very topical events. And every time you get me on something I haven't heard of, I'm like, wait, how did you get that information? Okay. So I want to I cut really fast to a lot of things, kind of like highlights of disclosure. I'm going to start with the uh, Secret Space Program. I know you know a lot about this. I, a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Well, I, just, mm -hmm. I think that Gaia TV and Cosmic Disclosure and some of your shows have done a really good job of exposing this whole Secret Space Program that NASA is a front. And this may be news to some, maybe to others watching this, you're deep down the 
wormhole of watching Corey Good in some of these disclosure shows. But I think that is an immediate thing that just blows your mind to how much deception has gone on. There's a documentary called The Century of Self. Have you seen it? No. It would be good to watch. Century or Century? The Century of Self. Anyone can find it on YouTube. It's usually, sometimes you can find the full documentary. Sometimes it's broken down into smaller pieces. But I highly recommend everybody watch that because it gives you the backdrop to what has happened with the media and the bending of perception with the public at large. And the United States was kind of first in on it because we were the early adopters of mass media. And it is spread, its effects, its toxic effects have spread throughout the globe. And you're talking about very carefully constructed means of deception. And actually, even though the, the film itself is about the advertising industry, but it starts talking about how media started working with our consciousness. Oh. Now, in addition to that, and we're all subject to it, um, the only way you're not subject to it is to turn it off. And don't look at those pop-ups when they come up on your screen. Do not allow yourself to be sold to. And this is the thing. We're being sold to all the time. And a lot of the sales job is actually to distract us from other things that are actually going on and to not ask the other questions that should be asked. So it's a snow job. It's a snow job fighting for our perception. And these are, in my opinion, yes, some of them are simply opportunistic forces, greedy forces, simply looking to make a profit by way of, you know, setting, laying down impressions in our subconscious. But some of it is a much deeper um, agenda and more malevolent exactly. agenda than that. And we have to be very careful of what we allow our minds to be subjected to. The secret space program, these deceptions are really easy. Deny, deny, deny. The government has simply hidden these things from us. And then what they do is put disinformation artists out. So you hear story after story, interview after interview, and you don't know who's telling the truth and who's not. And that's part of the art of that game. To create a kind of cognitive dissonance, you listen to one person and you think, hmm, that's really interesting. And then you buy everything that person says. They may have either had information given to them with the intention of seeding false information into that person unknowingly, and then there are those agents who are knowingly giving false information mixed in with the people who are doing their best to try to help reveal and out information. This is a very dicey area. And at what level is there true journalism? Somewhere along the line. I don't know. Like, this is going to be a really bold question. But even something like the show that you narrate on called Deep Space. Deep Space. Okay, I've been watching that, and I think it's really good at putting a background to all this. Yes. And um, I kind of take a lot of that as fact. Well, and a lot of it is fact. The reality is it's still going through a, a lens of perception by the producer. I know all okay, the Okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. That's what I wanted to hear. I it's, know all the producers. It's still I know got a filter. People, but it still has a filter still, and okay. a point of view. Thank you for admitting that. I appreciate that. It's important. It's something that's not talked about in media. It's like ancient aliens. They started the ball rolling on this. They did. That has a very strong point of view. And we have to remember, this, this is key, that at the top of the large media companies and news distribution agencies, have embedded intelligence. And the intelligence officers 
who just look like a normal journalist and a normal person, but they're actually members Agents. of the intelligent community, intelligence community. These people are there to see that the message is presented in a certain way or that it only reveals so much. Because they're trying to, and I can't say, I'm not going to demonize them all because I think there are agendas within the intelligence communities where they think they're doing the right thing, sometimes maybe even are trying to do the right thing. And so they may have a, you know, a lens or point of view that this is information that needs to be rolled out a little more slowly. And if you listen to Danny Sheehan and my interviews with him, mm -hmm. he will tell you the plan is a 50-year rollout on disclosure. It's not something that happens immediately. There will be a ton of disinformation in the interim and some truth coming out to finally we're, we're comfortable enough with the subject that we can talk about it straight on. But that may still be a while down the road. Very well said. Thank you for that. That's a lot of information right there. And I think that there's no stone unturned on this. And one of the things I love about what we're doing with the with the Conscious Media Festival is, is celebrating the human individual broadcaster. I mean, I, I'm going to assume that there's a lot of voices on this grassroots level. And you have said this yourself, that that's where the true voice is going to come from. Not that everyone has all the truth, but that's going to be less filtered. So the alternative media making room for all of you listening who are individual broadcasters, content creators, keep going because that's where it's going to go. That's what, how it's going to get transformed. I would say just one caveat to that. Everyone does this for their own reasons, right? They're attracted to the media for their own reasons. I would say the other half of that story is the intention behind the broadcast. If the intention behind is to be a million-plus subscriber on YouTube, and that's it, that's the primary objective, that's not the right reason to do it. No, it's not. The right reason to do it is because you believe in something. Whatever that is, you want to forward something that you think has genuine value to the people of this planet. And then if you end up a you know a million-subscriber person on YouTube, fabulous. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, it's a, an enviable position to be in. However have something of value to offer. Absolutely. And I like to say that it's like if you have a soul calling for it. If you get up in the morning and you just have a desire to get some information out in whatever way and create content as a creator and as a conscious person, when those two things intersect, you have a conscious creator. Absolutely. And that person needs to create stuff that goes out there. And so I, I like that Absolutely. category. They do. And Again, I think we're in a time that the other thing that's, that's really important to look at here, we talked about already, is the notion of discretion. I mean, we have just dropped down a huge rabbit hole as a result of fake news. Yes. Lots of fake news out there. And the thing is, people are addicted to drama. I mean, it is, has a sticky, addictive, brain chemical kind of element to it. where We want to join in the fray. We want to propagate it when we hear something that's kind of juicy. And we, we're going to have to resist that temptation as conscious broadcasters say, yeah, I know this would get a lot of reads, but I don't know that that's true. Well, let me ask and you I'm this. Not gonna, I'm not going to forward that. Yeah. Does shock fall under that category? Because like some of the things that have really gotten my attention, I'm just going to name some, like the fact that there's all these bases on the dark side of the moon, the fact that there is more than likely a slave colony on Mars, the fact that there are all kinds of bases underground that no one knows about. The fact that there's a whole civilization on the inner earth known as the Agarthans. The fact that people have, like, that since World War II and Hitler, space travel has been very, very common. 
very common. There's a whole space culture that's even bigger and wider spread than the Earth culture. We're just like a tiny aspect of that. So all these kinds of things that you go, whoa, shock value, how that that we're just kind of like it a, goes further back than that. It goes There's way, always been space travel on this planet for ancient millennia. millennia I agree with thousands that. Thousands and thousands of years. We've always had the interface with other cultures. This isn't new. It's just that it's coming out now. Well, it's come out many times throughout history. It was always known. It's local and native peoples throughout this planet and history have interfaced with beings from other places. And they've interfaced peacefully. You're What's so happened right. is now it's militarized. Now we've yes. been taught to be fearful of these things. There's nothing new about any of it. This is a planet that's of interest to a lot of species. But the truth is, this is our planet. This is the planet of the human species. And it's really incumbent upon us to start reclaiming that. We have a lot of influences coming from unseen realms. And some that are seen, we just don't see them, underground and so forth. All of that's true. That does exist. I've been with, you know, in one case, I remember being with an engineer who was part of the tunneling process under the ocean floor for oh. these projects. A very dry man, just a little engineer, talking about how it's done. These things have been done. They've been done for a long time. There are colonies of UFOs and such that are not just above ground, but under the surface of the earth under the surface of the ocean these phenomena do exist but it's juicy to think about it is but how is it changing our reality and what we've just done to our planet by way of electing donald trump to office and giving us an opportunity for a true human revolution and so i say we're bumping up against a time where being intrigued isn't enough i've been so comfortable with the subject of ets and all this subject these subjects were decades now it's just been part of the background of my thinking that now i'm down to yeah but what about this beautiful species called human beings that actually has been intentionally put to sleep in a lot of ways how do we wake up and start taking this planet back for the better and so that's where my intrigue is lying now i like that we can affect that we can't affect what the aliens are doing we can't affect what our secret space program uh, participants are doing on the dark side of the moon we can't do a darn thing about it it, but it's intriguing to know we've been lied to, yes. But also, what that does to me, not just shock, it's not, it's not, I'm not that I'm being entertained, but it opens, it's changing my brain chemistry into a realm of more possibilities. There's yes. been so many limitations put on us as a species, and I want to move to your story of origin in a minute, but once it's like we're creating new neural pathways in the brain, it's like, whoa, I've only been going down this road when I think about space or whatever, and then when you actually enter this unlimitedness, you yourself, once again, reflection of what's happening out there inside. That's what I love about it. That's what I love about all this blowing up. Yeah. And I want to go really quick because we're going to tie in this together. Um, the hu human origin story that you talked about. And this was a story that Regina told at Woman Arising. We were both speaking. And that story has really affected me. Can I tell you why? Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to condense it and you can jump in any time. But but in, in this is, it, was a, it was a whole hour-long story. I'm going to give you the one minute, which is we are two beings in one body. We are these divine, huge, massive, wonderful, angelic beings of very high order. And then we are also an animal, which is the human part of us. And so we were a grand experiment, throwing in the highest of high that we can't even imagine, although we are that, with this animal, desirous, sensual, 
being and put them in an experiment and it failed miserably, but yet we're super interesting. We're very interesting. That's, that's a nice encapsulation. Yes, we're a very interesting species. We're, inter we're interesting to a lot of interdimensional beings. We're interesting to other third-dimensional space beings. Um, we're an anomaly within the universe. There aren't, this doesn't happen. The way the human species came together doesn't normally happen. And so we're, we're at this point where as long as we can be kept asleep and living in the animal, competitive, fearful uh, side of our nature that fears for our mortality, we can be very easily manipulated. Fear is a wonderful anchor into a person's psyche to be manipulated. And because we're living more the animal than the exalted aspect of what we truly are, we're easy, this is where we've, we've fallen into, we've fallen prey to forces that would like to manipulate us, whether it's for economic gain or whether it's for, you know, some of the more nefarious agendas you've heard about with regarding other ET species and what they'd like to see happen here. Doesn't matter. The point is, once we start moving in to even a whisper of what our true potential of intelligence and creativity is, we can't be manipulated the same way anymore. And that's what I meant in the beginning by taking this power back, this sovereignty back. Of who for ourselves, what we truly are. Call to action, everybody. Keep reaching higher, higher up for your higher self and your whole stream. There's people on earth that can actually know their entire stream going up from third, fifth, seventh, ninth, and have memories of that. And that's what we're calling in. And once we're able to operate from those holographic, exalted beings that we really are, we're just. Through the animal part. Through the animal that is part. An exalted species. Yes, because is. the others don't have these conditions here that we have to live through. There's a lot of resistance living through a physical realm where time, as it's perceived, you have to work through time. Things take longer than they do in the other aspect of um, the other dimensions of our being where things happen at the speed of thought. It doesn't play out that way here. So the amount Yeah, there's so much of, time to maintain oh, yeah. these vehicles. Oh All the God. energy just to keep the body going. But... To be able to bring the two together in this grand experience slash what ended up as an experiment, um, that's fascinating to beings all throughout the universe. They want to see what happens when you take these two mismatched species and squish them into one vehicle, two subconsciouses competing, two conscious minds competing, two soul forces competing within the same body. It's no wonder that we have, <laughs> that we're such a mess on one hand and so beautiful on another. Welcome to the sensual, vintage, and exalted dimension known as planet Earth. There you go. What was that movie with Tom Cruise? We're special. We're special. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. We are special. Remember that movie with Tom Cruise where he's, he's, he's always surveying the perimeter? It's a space movie. And he has that little cottage on yes. What? I do. What I start saying is stellar, but that's not. It's not. It. Anyway, he goes yeah. to his vacation yeah, yeah. place, which is a cabin on the woods. Right. That's the vintage central dimension known as Earth. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I mean, imagine if we can bring through our true intelligence and creative capabilities, which some people are already doing. Yes. You know, we're moving true. to a time where transparency is becoming very real because as our intuitive faculties open up, we're not going to be able to deceive one another anymore. That game ends with our simply moving up into that notion, expanding our own intuitive capability, we can't be manipulated. The game ends. The game ends. Yeah. Yes. So, Regina, what do you think happens after all the... Okay, I'm moving forward. Everything has come out. 
We now know that we are a space culture. We now know that Star Trek was really just uh, some factual information made mm -hmm. into a TV show. Predictive programming. Predictive programming, right. thank you. And now we're traveling back and forth. We're out there. We're in our spaceships all the time. We're hanging out with all of our cosmic brothers and sisters, the extraterrestrials. And here's what I like to think about. So now that we can do all the space travel, where are we going and what are we doing when we get there? Okay, so what about us? What about human relationships? What about love? What about healing? What about us? That's all interesting. We are part of that. But we aren't functioning on the ground, on an emotional, psycho-spiritual level. We're not functioning well. So I think that the great journey now is to go deeper inside of our side. Rather than going into outer space, we know about this stuff. You know, maybe it's just that I'm already kind of bored with it because I've known about it for so long, but it is fascinating. We know that we're an incredibly adept species on one level. What happens if we take that into the most grave journey of all, and that's the one, the dive deep down inside ourselves and learn to bring the darkness to light, bring the incredible brilliance up to the surface and start collaborating and connecting with each other in a whole new way. Love wins. Love wins. I actually wrote down here, where do we go? Deeper into love and space. That's your, we're on the same page. We're on the same girl. page. And you know, I was going to add to that. That was beautifully said, by the way. But when we go to this level of love, which I'm excited about, um, there's also this, this sovereignty. I keep That word keeps coming up, the sovereignty. So when we are these completely self-loving, self-nurturing, self-intelligent, self everything self-generating self-navigating sovereign beings immortal immortal amen sister on the immortal yes. yes so that's when it becomes exciting and what do relationships look like from that point of view well that's what i'm experimenting with and living into right now and that is the most exciting journey of all for me i've spent 30 years you know in these other realms looking at these other potentials interfacing with other beings, looking at the ET issues uh, from every point of view. Um, and, you know, I have saturated myself with that understanding to now where it's just a common accepted thing. We're part of a galactic species, you know, a galactic society. But because of this intense split within our own psyche, these feelings of fear and competitiveness that happen, fear of our own survival, our mortality, and such. It created, it's created aberrant behavior within the human species that isn't been to our benefit. And now in the relationship I'm in, for example, we made the commitment to one another that our first promise is absolute transparency, including the things that are the most uncomfortable, to go into those places, bring them to the surface, Look at where they came from, and you can go back a lot of lifetimes on this. I mean, this is a real journey because you see, oh, my God. The I soul weaving, the soul braiding. Oh, this braiding. has been embedded. When this particular calamity happened at the end of days in Atlantis, which was a very, very difficult hit for humanity, that created deep trauma in our species. For anyone who was around at that time, other beings were offed. They were able to get out. There was time. There was notice. This, this didn't happen suddenly. People went to other parts of the world, established their shamanic practices or, you know, their druidic practices based on the Atlantean knowledge. But many of the people were deeply traumatized, fell back asleep, and were waking back up again together. I agree and with that. And now to bring these traumas and what it, the behavior it's created in human beings, 
again, of, of what appears to be like selfishness and competitiveness in this species is very understandable when you realize we were reduced to the animal aspect of ourselves. So to come into relationship with another being that's willing to bring in the divine aspect and the animal in a committed way together and grow them into this beautiful hybrid being that we are in relationship, that's the most intense journey I've ever been on. Okay, I'm going to speak for myself and probably a lot of people listening. We all look forward to that. <laughs> you do, I know what you got you to put your big girl panties oh. on to do this one. Oh, I'm, I'm not your excited about the boxer <laughs> shorts. You have to show up 100%. No hiding these little these little secrets, these little dark parts of ourselves. Oh my god. And you know what? It is exciting though. It's real it is. It's hiding and what so what I have found in this particular journey that's so beautiful and even though this sounds like it's relationship oriented, it actually is applying to all of our lives, all, all aspects of our life. And that is by being willing to show up in all completely and uh, let those parts of ourselves that we've hidden from ourselves even be teased out into the light to be shocked or even you know frightened at those parts and to have another person witness that and accept that within you and accept it within yourself keeps bringing a new aliveness to life and in this case into the relationship itself it's like someone Very said hey has the honeymoon ended yet no it doesn't end for this reason if you're continuing to go deeper you're continuing to bring the dark into light together everything is a refresh and all a honeymoon is is that you just met, right? Right. It's, an, it's new. So well, you're constantly life meeting. is constantly new when you're challenging yourself to these, to to take on these parts that need healing. When you do that and bring it to light, there and everyone has been through traumas that have forced them into light. You know that it's like being born again. There's a freshness to it. So it's not just relationship. We can do this inside ourselves. We can do it among our friendships by simply calling each other out in a loving way on the stuff that isn't serving us anymore. And this doesn't have to be in an intimate relationship. It can be with family and friends. I love the idea of rewriting relationships. Yeah. And making it a more consent-oriented, based on tenderness. Yes. Um, acceptance. Acceptance. There's so much new territory to be explored. We all once we, yeah. yeah, once we get the spirit out of the way, and we're all fighting for survival and competing for the love, and we melt into it, I mean, that is a new form of un unlimitedness. That we can all oh, yeah. look forward to. Yes. We all have parts that are that are hiding, that are in hiding, that need to be healed. We all have them. And to be safe enough now with our friends, our family, our lovers, husbands, wives, to bring these parts to the surface, to honor these things in ourselves and teach our children to bring these things, these aspects of themselves out into the light and not hide from their their parents and their peers, these little parts of themselves that they were born with karmically. Just bringing the truth forward is the most exciting journey we can go on. And that, that's way scarier than cosmic disclosure to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we, there's a lot more to gain from it. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. How about we bring it all together? I'm thinking about, like, I'm really excited about this event we're all going to be at in March. Yes. And, you know, we're going to be meeting like-minded people like us. And so everyone that's coming... The 300 people that will be there are going to be, it's like its like a cosmic council that's already been decided upon. And we're going to get there, and you're going to probably make some new friends. And I just want to put a plug into that. Be excited about yes. meeting people. You might even meet your soulmate. You never know. 
And we're going to also play with the idea of cultivating and our, our ambassador side. So in, in some level, if this were a Galactic Council meeting, which on some level it is, that's being called together, we're all um, representing something. We're representing some aspect of the light or of the, of the new media, of the new sovereign self, of the new relationship. So we will be forming delegates within this. So when you get there, you'll be part of one group that is your delegation. And it may be a star nation, it may be a council, it may be a council on relationships, but look forward to meeting like you've never met before in more of a galactic assemblage of people. Yeah, well said. And also pure resonance. Pure you know, resonance. You relate to one person or one little group, and that takes you down a new pathway. And that's what's beautiful about these kinds of large collaborations and bringing like-minded people together. Well, on that note, Regina, I'm going to say thank you so much for being here today. And thank everyone, you. please come see both of us at the Conscious Media Festival in March. Go to ConsciousMediaFestival.com, sign up, and also check out all of Regina's stuff that she has. Check out her show on Gaia TV. It's a whole education into itself. And lots of love to all of you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.